evening to the listeners of the Good Anime Palette Podcast. Uh, this is your host, William, and as always, I've got my partner, Jason, sitting right next to me. How are you doing, buddy? This is episode 16. You forgot yet again. Yeah, but so I was counting on you to, you know, let everyone know which number we're on. Okay, well, it's episode 16. Of the regular syndication, not the After Dark or the Bits no, and Pieces. No, 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 yes, so, that's correct. The do your, do your job, Jason, come on, man. Okay, then I'll do my other job. So what's the weather like, Will? How's it's, it going today? I I, actually, I have no idea, honestly, because it was raining this morning, and then when I left the house, it started, you know, the, the clouds started clearing up, and sun started pouring through. I'm expecting it to be raining again in around two, three hours. I, I honestly cannot tell. I, at this point, I, I mean, I usually carry my umbrella in my bag anyways, rain or shine, but it's been proven extra useful this time around. So, Yeah. Yeah, basically, to those who already live in Hong Kong or the ones who like plan to visit Hong Kong when COVID's not a thing anymore, or at least you're, you know, able to travel again, remember to bring an umbrella with you wherever you go during the summers in Hong Kong, because you literally have no idea when it's going to be raining. So, outside of all the weather and stuff, though, which is very inconsistent, what is consistent is that we've been, you know, watching a bunch of more shows and a we're able to bunch. bring a lot. God damn! I think like what? How many hours do you think we totaled between okay, the two of so- us? I think I did a rough tally, and we definitely, both of us together combined, exceeded 100 unique episodes. I've watched around 40 to 45, no, actually no, not anymore. I've watched 52 episodes of anime, because uh, I just picked up a new mystery, which we're getting into later on, and uh, a movie. So that's me. I think you hit, like, what, like 60 or 70 episodes? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, but, but, but you see, I don't have a job, even though I'm looking for one. But this is my job, Will. This is uh, anime and manga is my job. Anime and manga is life. Passion, right? Like, it's everything. It's all ogre now, right? Yeah, it's, the, it's the pillars to society. <laughs> so let's let's get into it then. So uh, we've, we we always talk about, you know, seasonals, stuff that we're watching that's come out this season. Uh, for myself, I've been watching the same ones, you know, Realist, How Realist Rebuilt the Kingdom, uh, along with uh, Ida Ten. Um, So those are the main shows that I've been watching. Uh, In terms of seasonals, I actually have not been keeping up with them as as much because of the other stuff that I've been consuming. But I do have to give a special shout out real quick to Kobayashi Dragon Maid Season 2. Last episode that came out a couple of days ago was fantastic. Yo, the, the the ratings, at least on my anime list for the second season, is is really high, right? Is it 8.5? It's definitely like in the mid-8s, but I think in terms of best anime right now in this season, that came out this season, it's top two. Yeah, I mean, with Slime Season 2 Part 2, I think. Yeah, I think you know, when you build up that kind of pedigree with like these strong kind of um, properties... The second seasons are always going to be super anticipated, and they, it seems to be delivering so far. Right, so it's 8.43, ranked 139 on um, Mal. Very, very good. That's really good. I mean, Jesus. Like, you, you, I, 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 don't, I, I, I definitely need to watch uh, the first season of Kobayashi um, before I even get into... It's good times. Watching, like, good yeah. times. I mean, now, like, you know, now I know what I need to watch next, essentially. Okay, so... Um, I have also been watching, other than homework, I've also been watching um, a bunch of stuff, which I will get into right now. The first of which was, Will mentioned an anime called The Iraten Deities Know Only Peace. Is that is that the full name? Yep. And uh, Will mentioned that the OP, the opening, is 
fantastic. And I was like, okay, all right, well, sure, why not? So one day, but this I'll, is also coming from me too, where like I don't really care about openings. I like the music, but I don't usually like watch. I anytime the skip button shows up, or like I just you know I, I have my mouse ready, just click a minute and a half later, boom, into the episode. So that piqued my curiosity. So I actually did not watch all of the first episode of Eda Ten. In fact, I only watched like. Five minutes. You just needed to know just that first minute and a half, right? That's all you needed to, to, to figure out first. And uh, all you need to know, Will, is that, or as well as the listeners, the opening is fucking fantastic. It's psychedelic as fuck, man. It's so fun to watch. The music is great. The visuals are amazing. And it's a, it's a, it's a really good representation of what you're going to expect from watching the Eda 10 uh, series. It's so, so It's so weird. So I don't know if I told you this, Will, but... What happened was, technically, if I did not replay the OP maybe three or four times, I would have probably gone through half of the first episode and then decided to watch all of the first episode. But instead, I just looped the intro. It is really good. Like, it, uh, I think for our GAP Awards number two, I think if we if we decide to do an OPED kind of award... This is hands down, without question, the king, queen, whatever. Really? So, but, but we're talking about like second half of the year. So, like, we're not including seasonals from earlier on, right? Because how about this? I, I think VV's okay. got something to, to true, say. True. True. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's actually wow. Okay. I forgot about that. But this would definitely be in the conversation. Definitely a, a front old, runner for sure. Yeah. And if not, it would be like it's. Just check out the op- the opening. It, you can YouTube it. Uh, I think it's on their official website. So the show is also really good too. So I mean, I will. I know I am going to check it out. It's just that it was a quick like couple of minutes, and then it ended up being like ten minutes. But hey, whatever. Yeah. Did you, Did you pick anything else up besides you know just watching the the op for Ten? Yeah. So uh, I watched Fly Me to the Moon, the OVA that came out on August eighteenth. Right. So just just under a month ago. Yeah, and it is technically labeled as episode 13. Uh, all I have to say about Fly Me to the Moon is that I really, really like it. Uh, the manga is obviously really good. The first season is really good, and the OVA is really wholesome as usual, very comfy as usual, and is a above average episode if you consider all of season one. That's about it. If you like it, if you like Fly Me to the Moon, this is a must-watch, guaranteed. Yeah. So some of the things we've done before, you know, on top of watching seasonals, homework, backlog catch ups and all that is occasionally we'll pick up a mystery show. Now, it's not always going to be like super hard or super easy because literally it's just the fact that like, oh, we're watching a show. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Right. I, I just love it how t- uh, Will told me, hey, I- I'm watching a mystery show as 13. Ep- it's one. Oh, he first said one cur and uh then I said thirteen episodes, and he said thirteen episodes, and then I said it was mysterious as fuck. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and then that's still- it. But it's like it's not too hard to run, up, especially because I you know I have my anime list uh, public, right? So you're able to at least I think I have like 150, 170 um, see I, shows on the upon the watch list because I put my list to private because I wanted to log my mystery shows. I purposely did not check your list, so even if you were to log it, I purposely did not check. Right. Okay. Well, I have a confession to make. Yep. So the show itself is mysterious as heck. 
there's a lot of things in there that you're watching and you're just like, mm, I wonder where this is going. Okay, it features. Wait, wait, yeah. Okay. Wait. Can I get clues? I mean, th- you're putting me on the spot as usual. No. no I'm, I'm just gonna okay. tell you what it is. Okay. Because it features a walrus. Fuck. That drives a taxi. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew Dude, it. Dude, the fact that Yuri was like, "Is it a taxi?" and I was like, "No." I didn't want to give it to you so quickly. I was just I like, "Okay." Got it. I mean, like, to be I fair, got it. I yeah, got it. And you I... did. And I also did tell you. I did say as well. It's a very recent show. It came out this year. Thirteen episodes. No, no, you didn't. You didn't tell me it came out recently. You asked me if my right. shows came out recently. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But at the very least, it's like, hey, like, I was like, I was thinking, it's like, what if it's, you know, this is it, and. You and right, be- and yeah. right before recording, I was like, oh, Taxi's ranked number 28. That's pretty weird, huh, yeah, Will? Yeah, I was like, yo, that's fucking crazy how high it is. <laughs> so, Will, how odd is this taxi? Okay, so the premise of this show, it's about a cab driver who happens to be a walrus named Orokawa. Now, he is, I wouldn't say very like devoted to his job. It's just one of those things where it's like acceptance of your existence and that you are a cab driver uh, and this is what your purpose in life is. So you're going to stick with it. When you're done with it, you go home, shower, sleep, wake up, have your breakfast, go back to work again. It's It, it just gives that kind of vibe. But then through his job, he starts meeting you know, really interesting, eccentric, occasionally delusional characters that start it's, – it's just one of those things where it's like you're kind of like a, a fly on the wall and you just see all these things play out. And like no matter how like mundane or wacky it is – this is just part of the experience. So without spoiling stuff, when you say like these eccentric people, you mean the passengers to the taxi, right? The passengers, the, the friends that he has, just generally people that are associated with him and involved in his life on a daily basis. So obviously being called Odd Taxi, it follows him in his rather odd escapades now he's still very much like onokawa the main character is still very much a, a level-headed in his in the way kind of very desensitized character like he's just he's just very very tired 41 which is really not that old but he just feels like this is all my life is ever going to amount to be so i might as well just just stick with it and just be a cab driver what else like there's nothing else to my life except that a lot of things start happening to his life and that he gets involved in certain sort of weird mysteries and he gets involved in some like police cases and all that and when they start unfolding we start to learn more about the world that he lives in and why is it that he ended up being a cab driver so it's another thing as well you know what you're talking about uh when it comes to really really good openings yeah odd taxis opening is fantastic really is it it's really really good is it Listening all the time, Will, fantastic. I, I haven't skipped a single one. Okay, okay. All 13 episodes, I did not skip the opening at all. Now, uh, this is purely shooting from the hip because I have no idea because I've never watched a single episode of Odd Taxi. But the way that you phrased it, make it sound like you can do like a six degrees of separation thing where it's like, oh, friends, and then the police is involved, and then, you know, all these like lines and threads that connect all these people together. Is that like kind of correct very much so it's oh, just okay. the fact that like you pick up one guy they leave and then afterwards like oh okay that was just a passenger except they're not just any passenger and then that passenger is going to another person who then that person gets into his cab and then he st- starts hearing more about his story or her story and then just like hmm okay 
cool. I'm just a cab driver. And then Wait it a zo- minute. And then it zooms out, and it turns out that he's a human being with the Matrix like needle pointed like into it's his just, back of his it's forehead. Just super mysterious. Oh, okay. A okay. lot of the times you're just wondering where things are going, but then they start unfolding, and then you start watching more and more, and you're just like, wow, how deep can this rabbit hole go? And then, oh, by the time I got to the end. It was extremely satisfying. Okay, it quick question. Very, very it's an or- anime original, right? Original yes, with a manga coming out concurrently. Okay. So they, they actually did a manga, uh, manga adaptation. And, and guess what? It's done by OLM Studios. Yes, it is. Right? That's crazy. Okay, granted, they've done some fairly big things. I mean, they did the original animation for... Um, what else have they done? Oh, they did, they did Berserk. But not the you know the trash 2016 one. No one talks about like that the one. 1990s one, right? Like 1989 or 90, 1997. 97. Yeah. So yeah, they did that one. They've done a bunch of other shows. They did too. a bunch of Pokemon stuff. I'm looking at right they now. They do a lot of big major properties. Oh, they're doing a Comey can't communicate. Exactly. That's uh, the other one they're also um, rolling out too later on this year or next year. When is uh, Comey coming out? Uh, it, it, October. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the month's time. Okay. Well, yeah. Like this is a show that I think. It really, you can't get much out of it just from looking at the poster, just from the name itself. It's 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 basically like Wonder Egg. Like, what the fuck is Wonder Egg? Just like the same as like, uh, okay, yes, the cab driver. Yeah, it, that's why it's called Taxi. But why the fuck is it called Alt Taxi? You just have to watch to find out. But you you won't be disappointed in watching the show. I mean, fuck, dude, it came out. I think last season. It came out yes. every season. It's already an eight point eight zero on my anime list, ranked twenty nine. Right, like it's that's insane. But I can see why after well, watching it. Okay, so two final uh, two final questions before we move on. The first is, so considering that it's an anime original, is there like conclusive ending, or is it there going to be season two or whatever? So the way it ends is that there could be room for a season two. Okay, there could be, but they wrapped up enough that it felt satisfying. As and you if said. It's, if this is all there is, then perfect. Okay. I, I cannot ask for more. And then uh, my last and, question. And actually, in a way, like, if there was a sequel, then like, it might actually ruin it. It's just sometimes it's like when you have a show that's so good, that but it still has like enough room for it to have like a follow-up, it can go either way. It could be like, let, let's just enjoy for what it is. But also it's like, I kind of want to know what happens later on, you know? It's rare for me to see you that animated about a show that is about yeah, there's literally like I I had no idea what to expect in the show. You know that the director only directed this. This, this is this, first. This is this, that's why it's so incredible. It's such a good debut. This is such a good show. I, right. I think in the end I gave it a nine. I okay, gave, I gave it a nine. Out of that 10. was my last uh, question, which is nine out of ten. Yeah, four point five stars out of five stars. It, it's, it, there's, there's no other like I mean to give it a ten would make it. Like a personal like favorite of mine, and whilst it is a really really good show, I just just some just, just a few things that I think deserve to be in the top ten list, like the, the ten out of ten, five out of five. Um, but it's it's there, it's very closely there. I think for me personally, the difference between a nine or a ten is not necessarily quality; it's more emotional impact, like mo- emotional personal impact and re- relatability. So m- all my nines, I thoroughly endorse. I don't know about you, Will, but the difference between a 9 or a 10 is a rather even more subjective thing because it's like circumstances or just my life experience. I think it's like, it's very easy to discern whether a show is 8 or a 9. But when it's, or yeah, a 7. Yeah, but when it's a 9 to a 10, 
that's where it's like, does it go that extra mile for you? Does it have that extra layer of personal attachment for you? And unfortunately, this one, because let's be real, some of the shows I have 10 out of 10 are like all-time favorites and will never be shifted. This There may be room for this to go into it, but as it stands, I'm giving it a 9. All right. So that is... uh. Your mystery anime. Yep. So you watched. You managed to watch two. I actually watched two mystery anime. Originally, I was going to watch one, and then one thing led to another, and I was like, I'm not going to continue with my homework because I did enough, and I wanted to watch this anyways. So I'll try to give you as much clues as I can. This show has one cur, 12 episodes. It premiered in winter 2020. So very recent. It is okay. based on a web manga, but the manga is serialized. Have I watched this? I no, haven't, right? No, but no. you definitely have uh, talked about it with me in particular. Okay. Well, what is it then? It's Somali and the Forest Spirit. Oh, you finally watched it? Yep. Nice. How is it? It's really good. Really good. Is it as gorgeous as people <clears throat> say it is? Okay, so Somali and the Forest Spirit is essentially about a goal uh, in a world where creatures and like monsters exist along with humans except the monsters and the creatures such as like anything from wolves to like weird like golems which is the main character or like demons and so on and so forth have basically had a war with the humans and the humans lost and in this world humans are hunted down and eaten because their logic is that humans had prejudice against the monsters in the beginning. So then, therefore, to retaliate, they had to basically kill the humans. It's about a golem who is a protector of the forest. And he stumbles upon a little girl. And that girl is Somali. And he, it's about their kind of parental-child relationship as they journey through the lands meeting interesting people, each with their own perspective on the demon-monster-human dynamic. First of all, I would say the opening is not only really good, it is probably the most Disney-ish song I have heard in my entire life in terms of Japanese Disney-ish songs. I mean, to be fair, when you were saying that it's like, oh, it's about a kid who grew up in a forest and being raised by animals and ghosts and all that, and... and, and monsters and all that it kind of sounded like is this is this like jungle book um okay look so i will play the op for you off air when we're on break right and you will i want to see your reaction because i'm pretty sure you will have the same reaction it will just be there'll be that sense of familiarity with it exactly so it's very slice of life and then very like you know they journey and they meet new people and uh the a number of different dynamics and different opinions were very um interesting because some hate vehemently hate and have good reason some hate for no reason some love some some just think that they're okay or whatever and it's a it's obviously an allegory to like just racism and prejudice in general but i would say the last couple of episodes brought it down a bit in terms of uh my feelings on it i was very invested in it and towards the end it kind of did not end very well Unfortunately, also, the mangaka is discontinued the manga due to failing health. So there was only, I think, six volumes, but it's not finished. And I don't think there will be a second season. But it's a very good show. I would give it an 8 out of 10, 4 out of 5 stars. 
It is definitely worth your time, but it wasn't as exceptional as I hoped. I mean, to be fair, though, right? Uh, on my anime list, 7.82. Very respectable score. Yeah. So uh, you can't go wrong, or at least you can't go too wrong with uh, Somali and the Forest Spirit. On to my second mystery anime. This one was made in 2021. Uh, and it really speaks to me because even though half of it does not apply to me, the other half does. Which is, I haven't been reincarnated, but I have been jobless. So I watched Jobless Reincarnation the first season. Okay. That's correct. And? I think it's a really good show. I think in terms of isekai shows, it actually doesn't really follow much of the isekai formula besides kind of touch on the person's past life a bit. I also think that, like, I forgot how how long ago was it. There was some controversy in China about uh, jobless reincarnation. And uh, I didn't know the context at the time, but they were, like, uh, like adultery and stuff like that. Uh, oh, shit. Did I mess up? I think yeah. I did. Fuck. It's okay. Don't worry. It just means that uh, there's going to be a few extra things. Just to uh, you know, give people like a very, very light rundown of what's happening, uh, we got a little bit of a special announcement in the next episode of the Anime Palette podcast, uh, and Jason's already gone and messed it up. So we'll, we'll, a little change, but uh, either way, I'm still really glad you ended up watching Mushoku Tensei. Um, for me, it was probably like my. I, oh, I gave fuck! It, you're right. Yeah. Oh, god damn it! I gave it as one of my my animes of the uh, for the you know, best animes uh, awards in the awards episode last uh, last season. So I'm I'm glad that you ended up. Damn watching it! I it. feel like an idiot. Okay, uh, rewind back to the controversy with like adulterous behavior and uh, some rather um, child stuff. It's yeah. It mean like. The topics in the in the web novel and the the light novel and the series itself, all in general, not it's very risque. It's very very adult oriented, which is why you know with those kind of to- uh, topics and themes, controversy will, will come along with it. And I think the anime is also very mature, uh, even though it follows the life of a child, although reincarnated with um, a mind. Of like, like a, Hikikomori. Yeah, exactly. A, a shut-in. So I think the adulterous behavior, given the context, is is acceptable in the sense that like I don't think it's that outrageous what ended up happening. Now, am I okay with it? That's a different story. But in the context of the world and everything, I mean, we live in a society as in modern society where Game of Thrones exists and these kinds of topics get broached all the time and no one bats an eye. So why do they bat an extra eye just because it's anime? Yeah. Racism. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there really is no way to think about it. Their animeism? Well, I think it's just because the fact that it's like when you you tie it to being like an anime, it's because it's animated, therefore it's a cartoon in some eyes, and therefore like – you kind of wonder like who this is sort of geared towards because because I think let's be real like, I think like, Game of Thrones it's very much like, like this is like 
a mature show. This is like an adult show. And I would say uh, Jobless Reincarnation, other than it being an anime and having it be associated with cartoons and whatnot, is an extremely mature show. Yeah. I think the child stuff, on the other hand, is a bit... Uh, but it's also a little bit understandable given the context. It's but weird to say. It's weird to say. But let's just say that like I'm not outraged, but not I'm not okay necessarily about it either. Yeah. But what I'm also not okay about is the last third, maybe. Because let's just say throughout most of the first season, they follow the main character as he grows up. Then an event happens that kind of changes not only his life, but a lot of people's lives. I won't get into that. But needless to say that the tone and sort of uh, the emphasis of the previous episodes shifts a lot. And I do not like that new shift. It's it's not the best. I think it's I think what they did was that they already had in mind that season two was going to be coming out. So that's probably how they wanted to end it. But it wasn't like you, you don't expect it to be conclusive because they have a second season coming up. But at the same time, it's like you want to watch it and be like, well, where the fuck did this go? Where is this going? No, I just you don't know? like the fact that after that event, it is very different than what like the other previous episodes were about. Which, to be fair, like let's talk about those, right? It's a it's a good show, a very good show. The animation the animation is super good. I think towards the end, the animation drops just slightly, comparatively to uh, the mm, first couple of episodes. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I watched it, but I I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree with you because I, I I really don't remember. Right. Um. But I'm very excited for season two. It's definitely a good show. Originally, I was gonna give it a nine, but I bumped it down to an eight based off of the latter third. Yeah, I can't remember if I gave it an 8 or a 9. I th- you Pro- gave it a 9. Oh, 9. Yeah, sounds about right. I really like the show. Well, I'm glad you watched it. Damn it, I fucked up, Will. Yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll explain what Jason and I have been talking about in the next episode. So stay tuned for that one. Um, so, yeah, we've been keeping busy with a lot of anime showings and a lot of um, uh, updates in terms of <laughs> what's been good this season, what's been good in the past year of anime. Um, I guess what else we want to talk about now then is just the world of news you know what's been going on in the anime news world well will one of these news stories is teasing master takagi-san right or so concerns teasing master takagi-san you, you've watched it i i've yet to watch it but I, that's just i've been I've, I've been so like preoccupied with so much other stuff no, no i get it i get it but um i read the manga and i watched season two and parts of season one and now they're announcing not only a season three, they announced a film as well. So I don't know if the film wraps everything up, so to speak, because to my knowledge, the manga is still ongoing. But the third season will debut in January of 2022. So winter of 2022 anime season. And the film will open in Japan that same year. That's pretty much it, other than the announcement. I'm very excited. It would be wholesome, comfy stuff, and I don't think they're going to deviate too much, and that's okay because it's really good what they have already. Yeah, I should probably get around to watching it at some point, but let's see. Let's see if I've got time to watch it because, goddamn, in the second half of this episode, we're going to be going through a lot of shit. It'll be a fun episode, though. I mean, the fact that you have a job and uh, 
you have social commitments and you manage to watch all that stuff that you 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 watched there's only so much time in the day right so if i dedicate enough time to sleeping that means i don't have enough time to watch anime unfortunately so hey i'm sorry sleep sorry my mental and physical health but uh there's a, there's a lot of anime I need to watch. I'm gonna have to stay awake for it. But Will, what if you could go into a time machine? God damn, you're and fucking turn back, And turn back time, so then you can rectify most of your errors. Dude, okay, so first of all, you time travel is not a thing. Okay, you can. Well, actually, you, you can, but you need to have a specific microwave brand along with some bananas. Yeah, exactly. The banana says hello. Okay, right. So if if you don't understand the reference, this is basically down to one of my personal favorite anime series of all time which is based up a visual novel steins gates now you, you i think you, you might have watched one or two episodes before but yes i watched two maybe two three yeah so basically you got you know the negative steins gate syndrome which is the first couple episodes are so boring and dry that you just had to you actually know, no it was the polar opposite which was this looks to be really good I should probably save this for a time that I can thoroughly, like, when I need, like, a pick-me-up, I can watch this awesome show, and then I never go around to watching it because I just keep putting it off. Yeah, something else comes up. It's like, okay, I'm going to maybe focus on that. Oh, actually, you know what? I'll save this, I'll, I'll save this as well because something else is coming up, and then, yeah, snowball effect. I have so many of those, you know? Yo, I mean, like the fact that you have like almost 600 shows on your plan to watch, and then there's stuff that you have watched but then put on hold, it's hard. It's hard to keep on track like, and stay on top of everything because right? there's literally like dozens of shows that come out every couple of months. But what's about Steins Gate this time, Will? So Steins Gate is, for lack of a better word, the greatest series of all time. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, that's a lot of words. So, um, so Steins Gate has been out for quite a while. I mean, like it's part of the whole science verse. Um, it's it's part of this whole um, umbrella of visual novels, games, and all that. So, it has been out for a while. I think it's just, it's just Steins Gate and just Steins Gate Zero, uh, and it has been out quite a while ago. But Uda Entertainment has recently announced that uh, they're going to be releasing. A, a new revised edition of the manga in a three-in-one volume. So there's going to be two different versions, one of which is an exclusive Barnes & Noble's edition, which is hardcover, and the other one which is a soft cover, which will ship internationally uh, next year, uh, sometime in 2022. I don't think I've ever heard Barnes & Noble's said in, like, ever, right? Ever. Do they even have any more stores in the U.S.? I mean, you got to, right? It's physical. I mean, I guess you can buy you can, it online, I guess. And then sell and, it. Like, they'll be distributed. They might have like a warehouse somewhere. Uh, rest in peace, Barnes & Nobles. Um, but, yeah. so Borders. So, Borders is rest in peace, really. Oh, yes. That's right. So, back onto the Steinsgate thing. Um, so, the company is going to be releasing exclusive editions of the, vol- of, of the Steinsgate volumes, uh, which also includes uh, a couple of um, new covers and binding posters for both Steinsgate as well as Steinsgate Zero, which is super cool because Steinsgate is really awesome. I don't know how many times I have to say it, but it's really damn awesome. So, there's going to be like you know, oversized volumes. You're going to be collecting all the original stuff and adding some new things into it. Uh, they're going to be getting official travel 
translations for it, so it'll be able to be available globally. Um, and they're going to be sort of um, you know, releasing things uh, in, in in waves. So some will be coming out in October this year, some will be in spring of next year, so on and so forth. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's also going to be a, well, I guess some more new stuff, right? There's going to be some some manga that will act as like, as an additional like side quill or prequel for either the Steins Gate or the Steins Gate Zero game. Now remember these are all still games, you know, as the base. That's how they all started off. And then they then got manga and anime adaptations. It's just cool to see that just stole a lot of interest in it. And I think it's also because of the fact that there's going to be like you know new Steins Gate games coming out. Uh if not this year then next year. I think I think next year actually just going to be like a Steins Gate question mark question mark question mark. I think it's just still an unnamed project, but it's been ongoing. It's been pushed back because of COVID, but hopefully at some point we'll be able to get it. I, I don't know what to expect from it though. I don't know either. Yeah, you 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 will probably never know because there's going to be new shows that'll come in and you know you just keep pushing Steins Gate back further and further and further. Well, maybe, maybe maybe not. I don't know. It's really damn good. Because though. some of some of the sh- to be to be fair, some of the shows that. We have watched for our main discussion topic. I think both of us have been pushing. Uh, yeah, to be fair, yeah, it's 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 definitely one of those timeless shows where like you watch it any time and you'll be fine. But that in itself is also an issue because it means just uh, if I go watch it any time, then maybe I'll watch it like next week, next month, next year, maybe in ten years' time. But eventually, eventually, touch wood, we'll get there. We'll we'll end up watching what we wanted to watch, just maybe a lot later than we expected. But you know what's happening a lot later than expected, Will? Yeah, like people making little molds for chocolate fingers and shit, right? I hate you. Yeah, okay. I had to ruin it for you. Yeah, okay. Let's start with that one then. Okay, so a manga that then got serialized into a anime adaptation. Uh, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year, and then they ended up moving, getting episodes released over the course of this year as well. Super, super good shonen series. Jujutsu Kaisen. Holy crap, that is an amazing show. So this is actually just just to give a little bit of like a an aside, like a not quite related, but actually very related story. So just one day um, I was actually um, having having dinner uh, and I was eating like this this really like crunchy, like shrimp tempura roll. And then Jason started talking about uh, this particular like article. And then all of a sudden it was like we were, we were just talking about like, oh, uh, wouldn't it be cool if we got like you know, superhuman powers, like shown in like shown in anime style. It's just like, oh yeah, imagine if like you know we ate some of those like Sakuna fingers and all that. I'm like, actually, you know, thinking about it, um, and as I was eating the shrimp roll, I was like, it's just kind of weird. But whenever I see the people eating those fingers, it kind of looks tasty. <laughs> and Jason just just like, hmm. so. Uh, how long have you been accountable for, and why have you told me this? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was my exact uh, response. Yeah, and then now I guess you know my my bullshit, my ridiculousness has become reality. Uh, the anime gods, uh, Kamisama, anime Kami has uh answered your call because Bandai. <laughs> oh my god, I can't do this with a straight face. Bandai is selling a plastic mold of the Secunda fingers. Yes. A whole box of five or 10. Five. Yeah. It's just for one hand. Right now you don't have to make them out of, you know, 
human flesh. Like, who would do that? Ugh. You know, instead, you can make them out of chocolate and almonds. And if you don't want to make chocolate out of it, you can use them to make ice as well. D- did you read, like, the blurb? It says, um, the ma- the makers recommend that you use the almonds for the nails to really amp up the realism. And then in, and then in brackets... The package does not contain chocolate, almonds, ice, or other decorative additions. I it's- wonder what the other additions are. Maybe fingers? <laughs> Maybe no, you don't need the and if, fingers if, and if bones? It, if it's fingers, then you won't need the mold. But then you also you, you can really ramp up the realism more, right? By putting real human nails on chocolate fingers. <laughs> don't get us arrested, Will. We're not we don't I don't want to be on some government watch list. Uh, case in point, if you really want to, you know, eat some chocolate secure fingers, you can buy this off premium bande for 300 uh, 3780 yen or approximately 34 US dollars. Pre-orders are open now. Forget about fingers. It'll, that $34 price tag will cost you an arm and a leg, really. It is it is very expensive for what it it really is. It's, it's basically an ice tray. That's what it fucking is. But I, I appreciate it. I mean, the fact that like they actually show you like examples of the chocolate they made with the almond nails, it looks really, really creepy. But I I know for a fact that if I ate one, it would taste good. The chocolate fingers, not the real fingers. I'm not a natural cannibal, okay? I just aspire to be. <laughs> so, do, you, do, you have, do you have a you know a neat quirky uh, segue to the uh, the next news article? I'm not saying shit. Okay, all right. Well, I guess it'll be up to me then. So, uh, one of the things that doesn't change, along with you know me and my self-deprecating, really borderline get my arrested humor, is the fact that a uh, certain manga series is never going to end, uh, namely One Piece. So One Piece, which is the uh, you know the the shining diamond, the shining star. Um, from Eichiro uh, Oda, who's the mangaka for One Piece. Uh, he's come out and said that the story of One Piece, which has been running for over 20 years, is now at its final stage. Oh, is it? Yes. It is now entering the final stage. Now, back in 2020, uh, I think like in August, he mentioned that he plans to end One Piece in about four to five years. Now, one year on, now he said that we've entered the the final phase. This is literally the end game now. We are starting to see the light at the end of the One Piece tunnel. We're getting to the point where One Piece will be no piece. I'm sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> You're having a terrible time. I can see it. I, okay, so like uh, with the jobless reincarnation thing and then with the segue thing and then now with your puns, like I'm, I'm just – Hey, the down- show must go on, man. The, the downward spiral, man. Okay, so One Piece is in its final stage. Okay, I believe you when you say that, except when you say final stage, what do you mean? Because final stage could still mean like – several years from now rather than when you hear final stage you 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 think like oh you know six months to a year but no i anticipate that this would be several years so the manga currently has over a thousand chapters in fact they reached that milestone not that long ago like earlier this year so it's still running really really strong now if it's saying that it's reached its final stage what i do know is that it's currently in one of the longest story arcs of One Piece history and the arc itself uh, at the beginning, because I actually read up to it as well. At the beginning, it says that it is going to be around five parts. 
Now I haven't read all the way through because I've only I'm only caught up on the English. I haven't read the Japanese version of it yet. But from what I've seen online, in terms of forums and of Reddit posts, they're only up to part two of the five, and it's already taken about a hundred chapters to get to that stage. So that's a hundred weeks. Yeah. So that's two years. Over, yeah, pretty much, yeah, pretty much two years. So if we're expecting around fifty chapters per part, we're looking at another three years before this particular arc is done. But again, we don't know specifically if he's saying that the arc is the final phase. What I think he's more saying is that in his head, he knows how to end this series. He knows how to end One Piece. And if what he said last year is going to be true, then we might be looking to wait another four years before One Piece is officially done. I kind of don't believe it. I think that it's going to keep going on and on and on and on. Because, dude, Oda's not that old. He's actually very young for someone who's written a manga for over 20 years. This is his, this is his baby, man. Like, you, I can't imagine a world where there's no One Piece now. It's like it's what it's one of the constants in life, right? Death, taxes, and one piece. So who knows? Like, final phase, like you said, it could literally mean that they're going to wrap up this arc, or he's going to be introducing one more finale, and that could take another like two to three years to wrap up. All I can say though is that you know, from being up to date, at least from the English part for One Piece, goddamn, it's such a good manga, and I. It's going to be a really, really heartbreaking moment when we finally see that the final chapter is out. But, hey, at least it seems like we're another four years away from then. So then we just let's just sit back and wait and just enjoy what comes out. Like, I think the next chapter, the next volume comes out in like November or December. So, Will, we bullshitted about this, but but we said it at the same time, which is we anticipated that when Luffy and the gang finally finds the chest that contains the One Piece, they open it. It's just one shiny mirror of the reader. And it's just, you, you're you the One Piece, man. You, the, the readers, the viewers, the listeners, you're all, you're all One Piece. After almost 30 years of One Piece, it turns out that One Piece has always been with you from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oda, you genius. Yeah. You heard it here first, by the way. If, uh, Oda, if this was not how you planned to end the manga and you change it, hey, you better give us credit, okay? We're literally writing One Piece for you. I mean, yeah, okay. Actually, no, if we wrote One Piece for him, he would probably end up shutting down and just like, you know what? No more One Piece for anybody. <laughs> no one can touch my shit. All right. Is that it, Will? Yeah. Okay. So quite a lot of weird, okay, not quite, very weird shit happening in the world of anime news. Yeah. Just to reiterate, I'm not a cannibal. Yep. Nor do I want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying Why that... are you looking at me with those eyes, Will? I don't like... Why you gotta call me out like that? I, I don't like it when... I don't like the way that you're staring at me. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm totally not staring at you. The listeners can't tell if I'm staring at you. Wait, wait. So you saw Odd Taxi, yeah. which is about animals. Yeah. And then I saw Somali and the Forest Spirit, which is about animals slash demons slash creatures against humans and then i started talking about wanting to eat human fingers they're made, made of chocolate and i have 10 of fingers yeah but they're not made of chocolate 
that you know of. Do I, are you, is that an invite? I don't know. <laughs> uh, this, this, this is, these are the true colors of the Good Anime Palette podcast. Uh, yeah, th- thanks for outing me as a as a cannibal wannabe. Again, no, I'm not a cannibal. Just please do not take what I said seriously. Just except for the parts about how the autexy anime is really good. Yes, take that part seriously. Not the whole me wanting to eat human fingers made of chocolate. That's not. I wasn't serious about that. I think. I feel so bad that I fucked up with the uh, the thing. Ah, yeah. oh, god damn it! It's all good. We'll we'll rectify it in the next episode. It doesn't change anything that happens today. But the next time we come back. I think we're going to have a little bit of a... It's tainted, A, 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 a reshuffle. It's tainted. Okay. Well, at least you enjoy what you did. Now now you have to suffer the repercussions. Anyways, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're gonna. There's a lot to go through in the next part of our discussion. Um, but, uh, you know, sit tight. It's going to be a really, really fun episode, if it wasn't really fun enough already. Um, it's always fun, Will. What are you talking I, about? I can imagine that if anybody's listening to this and they really wanted to, they can just sound clip all the things I said about being a cannibal, and then that's all you hear from this. And they splice it together, and... Next they- thing you know, the police are at the door. And it's like, ah, so we heard you like fingers, huh? It's like, <laughs> okay, all and then, right. And then Will goes, I'll give you the finger, and then he gets arrested. Yeah, and then, yeah, handcuffs go on. And then this will be used uh, as evidence in court, I guess. Wait, does that mean I have to testify? I'm sorry, Jason. I'm sorry I have to take you away from your anime and manga and you have to testify for me in court. Well, testify against or for. It's up to you. Jury duty. I need to watch the anime, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to go to jail. You guys aren't going to go anywhere. We're going to be right back, and then we're going to go into the discussion topic of today's episode. We'll catch you very soon. Jason and I'm obviously joined, as always, as usual, with Will after he finished eating his uh kind of meal, sh- my meal. Meal, exactly. Sorry, sorry, exactly, right? Yeah, don't expose me again, man. What the fuck? <laughs> meal in quotes. It was finger looking good. <laughs> oh fuck off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's that's okay. Serious mode, serious mode. Okay, bring it back down, bring it back down. All right. What's our topic, Will? So today we're going to be talking about high school anime. Now, high school in itself is just, okay, first of all, it's a very, very broad genre, right? I mean, a lot of shows that we talk about are going to be set in a high school. In fact, a lot of shows that we don't even discuss today that we've discussed in previous episodes or future episodes a lot of them are going to be centered around high school students. I think if you were to just pick out any random anime in existence, more often than not, the setting of high school, be it fantastical or not, will definitely show up more often. I mean, if we even talk like the the most typical shonens, right? Like Jujutsu Kaisen focuses so, on high so, school students. Sorcery, yeah. Right? It, 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 it's set in the high school. Not set in high school, but they go to high school. Bleach, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Supernatural shit, but the kids in high school. Even Naruto, which is like you know ancient, like Naruto, like, like ancient ninja times, they go to a ninja high school 
Yep. So it's it, it it's not like hard to find a show where you can tie it back to a high school of sorts. Now for this episode though, we are focusing on a real world high school, specifically of course because it's anime Japanese high school. So all those like imaginary high schools like the Demon School from Arumakun doesn't count. Uh, Little Witch Academia, the Witch School doesn't count. That kind of thing. We want to focus just on. The real, the real deal, the yeah. real deal, yeah, yeah. So before we go into it, we should probably give you know, the audience, the listeners, a little bit of like a uh, a rundown of how the Japanese education system is, because again, it's like it's schools anywhere are going to have their own curriculum, their own systems. It's not going to be like oh, you have elementary, junior high, high school, and then you go off to university, or like in UK systems, you don't have like like it's like primary school, secondary school, and then tertiary education. So. In Hong Kong, at least for context, uh, for those who are not in Hong Kong, it consists primarily of primary school, secondary school, and that's it, minus university, which is, as Will mentioned, tertiary education. Yeah, so six to seven years, depending on whether it's primary or secondary. Um, and or then, whether it yeah. uh, kindergarten counts as well. Yeah, so, that's true, yeah. So regardless, it's roughly 12 to 13 years. Yeah, so it's not like primary one all the way through like secondary seven, or it's not like K through twelve for like you know North American systems. The Japanese school system is similar, but not quite. There are going to be sometimes, like for example, like elementary school. I think it's it's six years, right? Yeah, and then afterwards, after you graduate from there, you then go into junior high, which is three years, and then afterwards, then you go into high school, which is also three years. Uh, then afterwards, it really depends on where you want to go, right? Do you want to go to a technical school? Do you want to go to junior college? Do you want to go to like a full four-year accredited university? Um, that's up to you. But, or do you yeah, want to work? Yeah. But the main thing is like, like primary and secondary education in Japan is compulsory. And for the most part, it's government funded unless you go to a private institution. So when we talk about the high school shows today, we're mainly talking about the actual like three-year high school part like between the ages of 15 through to 18 right we're not talking about junior high though there are going to be some students in the shows that we talk about that transfer in that, that graduate from junior high into high school but this is the general kind of age group that we're focusing on within the high school world i think also another thing that to keep in mind that is not that common in japan but is more common at least in the west is homeschooling and uh, homeschooling is essentially instead of going to an actual uh, educational institution to get your uh, education, homeschooling is primarily assisted through parents teaching their kids or through tutors and whatnot. And uh, in Japan, apparently, I didn't know this until we did research, homeschooling in Japan is not only really a thing, but it's kind of not really permitted. It's kind of in this weird gray area. So... For all intents and purposes, everyone goes to school in Japan, and that's it. There, I mean, edge cases aside. So homeschooling is not a thing at all. In fact, do you, do you know any animes that even talk about homeschooling? I think for the most part, you, you, you might have, like, dropouts, like high school, but at the very least, they still went through, like, primary education. Or, like, shut-ins, right? Like, yeah. But like, but those are like very, very like minor, like very small cases. Like you rarely ever see them, and if you do see them, then like that is like the primary focus within a specific series or in real life in general. So there, it, there has to be a reason why the Japanese high school setting is such a common setting 
for all these anime, manga, novel, light novel, and whatnot. Whether it is actually the Japanese high schools that exists on planet Earth, or whether it is fantastical, there seems to be an absurd amount of high school animes. And uh, Will and I kind of bounce back some ideas with each other, trying to figure out what it is. And I think the thing that we agree on when it comes down to it is what happens when you are not a quote-unquote teenager or child and when you become a full-fledged adult. A contributor to society, essentially. Right. Yeah. And when we sort of, you know, boil it down, right, before we even go to, like, high school anime in general, let's just talk about anime media specifically, right? Most of the time, whenever you're watching a TV show, an anime series, or you're playing video games, listening to music, for the most part, you're doing those things as a form of escapism, right? Like, you want to sort of, you know, take yourself out from, like, the real world, which comes with, like... You know, stress like work stresses, you know, communication and relationship problems, uh, just general sort of you know responsibilities that no one really likes to deal with. So whenever you watch any kind of media, right, whether it be a TV show, a movie, whatnot, you put yourself in an environment which makes you feel comfortable. It allows for you to dream. It allows for you to reminisce. It allows for you to be in a safe space. And in Japan, at the very least, it seems that that kind of sort of, you know, free will, sort of, you know, lack of responsibility and stress kind of environment is back when people had their lives in high school. Which is kind of different, at least from my personal standpoint, of the Western mentality of high school and university. Because my personal experience with high school was it was fine, but it wasn't necessarily the best of times as comparative as, as compared to the experiences that these Japanese uh, p- uh, anime characters experience. Okay, it's fictitious, of course, but there the, has, there has, it's still grounded in some sense of realism. Yeah, as because well. if you ask like a lot of, I'm sure if you ask a lot of actual Japanese people, they would say that high school times is like the best times of their lives. It's, it's, it's I think it's kind of like it's it's that coming of age period, right? For for me, it was more like when I was in university. Exactly, and that's the Western. That's the more at least the more Americanized. Uh, image of youth and dream big and just uh just learning about life bullshitting doing a bunch of stuff that you're not supposed to but then you get it out of your system so then when you become a working adult you know you're 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 okay and even like with like let's say just western like media when you're talking about high schools a lot of the times characters are like oh i can't wait to see what the world is outside i can't wait to go and travel oh it's like well i can't wait to get out of this town i want to like really like start experiencing life as an adult but in these shows that we watch right for these for the high school anime right a lot of them are like oh like it's it's gonna be so sad when we all move away and we all start taking up you know different jobs different responsibilities you have to you know really take on like the 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 dull aspects of being a contributing human in society and that's why for a lot of these shows it it, it seems like high school life is fantastic it seems like you know this is where like very idealistic for sure exactly yeah it's like the part like it forms you into being an adult before you actually go and do adult things Furthermore, uh, we will then also get into the kind of tropes or several repeating events that happen in Japanese high school. So many tropes. But one thing that I will say now before we get into that, which is a lot of these 
events and a lot of these uh, activities that you do in Japanese high school are kind of things that blossom into kind of your passion potentially or doing things that when unfortunately you become a working adult you will have no time for at least that's the image that is being portrayed in Japanese society true or not yeah basically they want to focus on that that carefree youthful spirit that is uh you know a growing high school students and it's it's like puberty it's how people kind of have their first budding romance so in a way it's very dreamlike it's very oh nostalgic when you think back like it's a lot of it's a lot of first exposures right like your first exposure to to love and romance your first exposure to to, to true friendship you know your first exposure to to passions and hobbies and things that you carry on uh, that you wish to carry on beyond your high school life into your adult life and when you don't ever have those around you as an adult you circle back and you go back to like the high school times you remember as oh that's what life was like when you was at the chess club or that was what it was like when I was playing, you know, like soccer tournaments for my high school. Or this is what it's like, you know, going to, you know, the city center with my friends when we were, you know, about to you know, graduate and all that. Oh, graduation trips were amazing and all that. So it's, it's a lot of, you know, sort of like idealistic, like optimism. Yeah. And to make matters more uh, distinct, when you look at working adult animes where, the main characters are working adults or whatever. They are always portrayed as gloomy, over, overworked, underappreciated, to the point where a lot of isekais are office workers that uh, met their demise and then get transported and get to relive their life again. And therefore, there exists that isekai genre. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how many isekais I have watched that the the sort of the flow is oh i'm an office worker no no name for myself i'm just another drone i'm an adult and i hate life yeah and now i have a chance to start all over again so fuck it like i didn't enjoy life back then i'm going to enjoy life now exactly so japanese high school for better or for worse at the end of the day within the confines of anime manga light novels novels visual novels is a huge foundation for endless amounts of anime in the past, in the present, and in the future. I mean, in the present right now, if we just talk about it real quick, Girlfriend, Girlfriend is a uh, high school anime. Let me see. What else? Uh, Opera Girl, Kageki Shoujo oh, is yeah, Kageki Shoujo, yep. uh, an anime about high school. Like, There's just so many... Uh, Okay, remake our life is about university. Okay, never mind. Um, well, I mean, like one that came out earlier in the year, right? Horomiya. Horomiya is high school. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Irregular Magic High School, the new season. Is is Quintessential Quintuplets also high school? That's correct. Um, Love mean, Life is, at least this iteration is. Skate? Skate's high school? I uh, mean, even like Villainous Isekai technically takes place in their version of high school. Whilst it's also like not like set in high school, Doctor Stone revolves around like 
high school students that are transported into the future because of whatever happened in their their, their storyline. So it's still, again, it's still very much that sort of like youthful exuberance and sort of you know, curiosity about the world. It's just kind of just sh- like seeing the world through like untainted eyes and getting to like literally just see real life unfold. Oh, here's a good example. Tokyo Revengers. Yeah. It's, yep. it's, yes. a- it's airing right now, the second part, and it aired uh, last season as well. It's about, actually, I can't really say, but needless to say, it talks about high school in such a way with delinquents still, and it's still portrayed as nostalgic in a way and trying to, you know, uh, rectify regrets and all that stuff like that. So high school is super important in Japanese uh, media. I'd say like half, if not more, of the shows that have come out like every season, it's going to be centered around High school, whether it's as a setting, whether as characters that come from high school, or whether you see certain tropes that you know you can relate back to a high school setting. All right, so now on to tropes of Japanese high school. Of course, where do we start? There's so many. I know exactly. I'm like staring at a list, and I'm trying to like figure out all the stuff that we say are not revolutionary because obviously they they're tropes because they exist very frequent and occur very frequently it's it's hard to watch a high school show and not experience any of these right so like, I, I think to some degree yeah, yeah definitely I, I think like for example like i think one we might want to start off with maybe is like school clubs i think that yeah let's start with that school yeah. clubs clubs are i mean i never really joined actually it was only in university that clubs for me matter way more in high school it was very Kind of like well, uh, you took part in sports teams, right? But I had to. Yeah, but in, in the in the end, right? That was it's sometimes the premise of these high school shows too. It's like you have to join a high school club in order to either make friends or to accelerate your 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 academic career. It's those kind of extracurriculars that build who you are as a person, not just you know, within the confines of school. Right. So you're not just the bookworm that studies. You're the bookworm that studies and also plays Go. Or like you're like a rock star at water polo. Or, or you're an IT genius. Or you or you go into like, you know, like a culture and poetry kind of like like culture class. So among all the clubs that are available, we can kind of can split them into three different categories. Two absolutely definite and one which is like it jo- definitely exists. It definitely exists, but it's kinda of like a joke. Yep. Uh the first one is uh culture clubs. Now the culture clubs, actually no, let's start with sports club because that's easy. That's the sports easy. clubs because a lot because a lot of the high school shows that people have watched don't necessarily focus on the high school itself, but the club, which is the sport, right? So, I mean, High Q, for example, is about high school volleyball going to nationals. I Show Twenty One is about you know a high school that has a American football team that goes to nationals. In fact, you if you watch read. A sports anime manga light novel novel visual novel and it's sports i would almost bet like nine times out of ten if not ten times out of ten nationals would be mentioned and would be the goal at some point yeah and it's always yeah high school national sports right i mean like fucking as you mentioned haikyuu the basketball again crocodile basket slam dunk uh, I guess Keijo counts as well because no, 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 Keijo, Keijo, they, they, they're adults, right? They go to a specific training academy. Okay, sure. Yeah, 
this one specifically in Hyogo Prefecture. I see. Yeah, I remember. We checked that I out. Love yeah, that oh show. my god, I love that show so much. Keijo is so dumb. I love it. But yeah, exactly. Right. Like whenever it's a sports anime, we've talked about sports anime, but what we didn't really dive deeper into it is the fact that a lot of these sports they're not done in professional capacities like we're not talking about like major league baseball we're not talking about pro teams or though they do get mentioned like oh you get scouted or yeah. you're going to turn pro but that's only like mentioned it's like for example oh that's the school that had like five professional players come out and actually compete in the league blah, blah, blah. it's like okay but that's not the focus what they're focusing is the current crop of talent Right, and I think it's 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 true to an extent with Japanese sports. Like for example, like if you talk about like like national baseball, dude. There's like there is a national league. There's a national baseball league in Japan, but the high school like nationals for baseball is like the biggest thing. And they it, get it's, televised every year. It's it's almost in the same vein as like for example like high school national football, where like, you can book out like a hundred thousand seater stadium in Texas for two of the best high schools in, in America for American football. Same thing in Japan. You get like the two best high schools in Japan and just duke it out in nine innings of baseball. It's like a global thing. Uh, no, not global. It's a whole national thing. Exactly. So sports clubs is the first type of clubs that are available. Then we, I just mentioned it already, but the second type is culture clubs. Culture clubs are now what I would call hobbyists or special interest clubs. Those are the clubs that are like, for example, banned. Yeah. So like, it's not just down to like uh, history and like music and culture. It's like it can also come down to board games. It can also come down to arts and crafts. It can also come down to poetry. It doesn't have to just be like quote unquote cultural. It's 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 a much broader umbrella term now. Exactly. So just because it's called culture clubs does not necessarily mean. It has to directly be based on societal cultures. Yeah. The root in the end is like whether it's tied to history, tied to arts, tied to creativity, tied to, to something. So that's why there's a lot of sort of broad terms that fall under what a culture, a culture club is. And then the third type of clubs. The most important one. Is called the going home club. Now, this is not a joke. This is definitely not a joke. It, it, it happens or, way more than you think. Although it is a running joke, it is not actually a joke, as in it's a real thing, which is for people who just want to leave school, don't do any clubs, and just go home early because actually Japanese high school life is very intensive because just because school is over does not mean school is over, does not mean that you, you then leave campus. It actually means that you just do all the other stuff that comes with school. Yeah. And then you leave school at like 8 or 9 p.m. Yeah. Outside of and, – and yeah, and, and following on that as well, right? Outside of the going from going home group, there's also people who, hey, I actually have no time to take part in tennis classes like with my club. There's no time for me to go to nationals for like the swimming thing. And why is that, Will? Because, hey, as you said, right, it's really, really tough studying in Japan. Studying in general is tough, right? You want to get good grades, and to get good grades, you need to really put the work in so you can go to a good university. Japanese universities are extremely hard to get into because they're some of the best in the world. So uh, you told me before we record there was some rough statistics. So when we were talking about like education in Japan, right? Primary school, secondary school, like those levels of education, compulsory. And it, it's true. I mean, like it's compulsory to the point where like almost everybody in Japan 
has a secondary diploma. I think it's around the 95, yeah, 95%. And these statistics were done by the uh, Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. So this is the census, and this is the, these are legit numbers. Now, because it's compulsory, it means that for the most part, people who go to school will end up getting a diploma. I mean, I think 95%, that's, that's a lot of fucking people who go to school, right? But out of, the, out of that number of people who end up getting a secondary diploma, only about 604 6.4% have post-secondary diplomas. So that would include things like, you know, university, post-grad, like grad school, PhDs, vocational school. Just, well, actually, we don't know may, vocational. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I didn't look too deep into it. But basically, just over one in two people in Japan has some sort of post-secondary education and got a, and got a diploma out of it. So it's it's tough. It's hard. But at the same time, it's also when you think about it, one, there's not that many universities in Japan. And for the most part, just because there's also universities outside in the world doesn't mean that the, the Japanese are going to be traveling out further for you know, overseas education. So the shows that we do mention today, you will actually find that sometimes when they're like coming up to their, their final year, right, their senior year of high school, and they are about to go to graduate, they start talking about, oh, what are you going to do after you graduate? It's like, oh, I'm going to go do this, go do that. Quite a lot of times, people actually come out and say, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go and straight like work for this construction company. I'm gonna go work uh, at my dad's company. I'm gonna go and maybe do this, do that." It's not always so straightforward that once you finish secondary school, you go into university. And because getting into a Japanese national university is so competitive and so hard, students have some students, especially, have to compensate by getting extra, I guess, tutoring classes or extra educational assistance outside of school. And then comes the next big trope, even though it's not necessarily related to high school, Japanese high school, is cram schools. Now, a lot of times when you hear cram schools, I mean, the word cram doesn't sound good at all because you're basically like shoveling, like like shoving like, education down your throat kind of like cramming it down but that's essentially it. it's high pressure high intensity education outside of school in the hopes that you will then get into a good university if you don't uh go to cram school it doesn't necessarily mean you won't get into a good university but it just means that for some people it is extremely difficult, and this is one of the ways to increase your odds. And I think in Asian countries, even in Hong Kong, tutoring and cram school equivalents is a very common thing to the point where when I was growing up in Hong Kong, I also went to tutoring right after school. I also do, do tutoring with specific, um, for specific subjects right after school as well. And if not after school, sometimes on weekends. And it's not only that, but I do it several times a week yep. for at least an hour and a half to two hours each time. And some people might think it's like, well, I mean, like, isn't that like kind of just like taking away like your upbringing? Like you're not being able to enjoy the fruits of life and go and do this, go and do that, play the sport, meet, spend more time with friends. It's like, okay, yeah, that's true. There's going to be times when it's like, I kind of wish I went to the mall or I went to watch a movie or went to play video games instead. But that's just how life was for us. I mean, in the end, like if we wanted to really like, get the right grades we wanted we did need extra help and that was the status quo and that's 
mostly the way it is around Asia in general. Yeah, like the more work you put into something, the more reward you get out of it. At so least that's the assumption, right? Right. That's that, that's how it should be. That's what that's what it should be. So then you you have these Japanese students who then go and do cram schools after school, and in the hopes that they be able to pick up the grades they need to get into Tohoku University or Kyoto University or whichever university they get into in Japan, because those are some really good universities. It's hard to get into them. And one of the most common consequences of going to cram school is that the student in question would then have to give up the club that they had to join or they couldn't go to nationals because they have to go to cram school instead in order to get into their university of choice so cram schools is an integral part of high school anime because in a way it's an obstacle that sometimes hinders or even prohibits uh, a student's sports team or a student's, uh, you know, hobby from progressing further. Yeah, but all in all, all these things we talked about, right? Like cram schools, like going to culture clubs, going to sports clubs. All these either the extra education or extracurricular activities. It helps to mold your student profile for that when you get into, you know, adult life or if you go into university life, you carry that with you. And another thing that also comes with the whole wanting to present yourself the best in an academic setting is, you know, student councils, right? Right. I guess the, I guess the, the equivalent to like, um, like Western school systems is like having a prefect system. I I think what it's more it's not the same responsibilities, but like in terms of like what they do and how they represent themselves and how they carry themselves out when they finish high school and they go into real world or go into university settings, like. Being known to be like the head of a student council or like being part of a student council, in a way, it's like a reflection of you know your academic like character of of who you are. I think it is rather interesting because when you look at the difference in the West and in uh, at least in Japan, joining or being part of the student council is seen quite differently in Japan. The student council is admired, honored, usually is, you know, honor students. Usually it's the best of the best. Usually it's, you know, people with authority, sometimes even authority over the teachers and staff. Whereas I remember people running for president in my uh, boarding school and it was kind of a joke. Not to say that these people were not capable or people that want to enact change, but it just does not have the same gravitas and weight that a Japanese uh, student council has. They, they, yeah, they take that shit seriously. Like it's a huge deal. So yeah, but yeah, the the thing is though, right? These this is like one of the aspects of you know a Japanese high school, which you know, okay, it might sound tough. But it, that's just normal life for them. There there are times, of course, where you know high school students, just high school life in general, you can. De- decompress and enjoy life one of the things that they do and i don't i don't I, I i used to see it in the schools that i went to but it's very prevalent in japanese high schools and that's festivals yep high school festivals are a real big deal and it's it's just basically like just like a day out right it's a day out of the year for you to enjoy you know, the fruits of your labor in terms of like working for your club or working for the school to put together whether it's like a show or maybe like a food stall or some sort of performance or whatever it may be. You're just basically on campus setting things up and having people come, spend a little bit of money, have some food, 
have some, you know, have some entertainment. Walk around the school campus and stuff like that. So this is the cultural festival that Will was talking about. And you get the, oh, the haunted house. Or you get the maid cafe. The maid cafe is a big one, yeah. Uh, those, like, each classroom has to have a, a certain thing that they do. Or they do a play or something. That is cu- the cultural festival. It happens once a year. And it's sort of this amalgamation and... uh sort of development of all these things that you normally will not associate with academics, but you do associate with fun high school setting. The other thing that is uh, a festival that is very common all around the world is sports festivals. And they're essentially uh, either they split into classes or they split into like teams and then you compete like a sports day. Like there's a relay. There's like a tug of war. There is a there's a, like a hundred, two hundred, four hundred meter dash. You know, there is a there's even like a what do you call it? The cavalry. What's it? You know, the one where like the guys on the sits on top. Oh, there's a, the one where they sit on top of a pole and you have a ball and then like you have like a whole mountain of teams like trying to go over and knock that person off a pole. Yes, but also there is the other one, which is uh, I guess like a group of two or three would carry one guy. And then they have to remove the headbands ah, of yes. What's it called? Like cavalry. I don't remember, but they did a very good arc of it in my my hero academia. Yes, they did. Yes, yes, they did. Um, yeah. So sports festivals huge. Okay, I, I I'll, I'll just, try to find yeah, that. Just out. generally, like when it comes to festivals, whether it's culture or sports, there's another one actually we can talk about later on in a little more detail. But it's very much just enjoyment like free spirit but also like building camaraderie and really just enjoying life as a as a young adult well not a young adult as, as a young person right just this is uh the 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 maturation of your adolescence you're going into the part where you will start pay, taking on real world responsibilities whether it's work or university studies or whatever it may be because past this point it's not that you're not going to have fun. It's just you will not have as much time to enjoy those things. You're not going to have as much time to go to a festival where the you you can try out the the dango uh, or the mochi that was made from like your high school culinary club, or you're not going to be able to enjoy like a, um, like a tea a, like ceremony, a, or you might not be able to see a play or like a, a rock concert that your school band or poetry club did and all that. It's just, it's just one of those things that like once you get into adult life, they come. It's it's far and few between. Another thing that is always prevalent in these high school animes is the local festival, also known as Matsuri. And they take place different times of the year for different prefectures in different areas. But they're kind of like, uh, in a way, kind of like prom because the guy or the girl asks the other person to go to the festival with them. They all dress up in a yukata. uh, Traditional attire. Traditional attire. There is stalls again. You watch the fireworks. It's a very there's there's nothing more close in terms of like a one on one relationship kind of thing than to walk alongside the river while you have stalls on one side and one of and both of you are holding little lanterns while you go and like peruse like the dango stall or you go over and you get your fortune read and then you go to the shrine which your deity is uh, set and you make a prayer for good health or good studies or love and all that. 
Like it happens in every high school. Exactly. Anime. And there's also school trips, which they usually go to Hokkaido. They go to Kyoto. They go to all these different places. And then from those kind of things, you get to experience young love, first love, like just basically like interest like, in opposite or similar genders and all guys that. Guys sneaking out of the room to go into a girl's room. Yeah. A girl's having like. Just young kid shenanigans. Girls having gossips, uh, pillow fights. Like those are very common in high school anime that happens on school trips. Now, we have saved the best for last because probably the most important thing, the most important thing, is school uniform. It's really hard to talk about a specific anime that's set in high school and not even talk about the school uniform. Like, sometimes the uniform itself makes the show, or it's like, when you talk about them, it's like, how do you, like, not recognize that uniform? Like, how do you not associate so-and-so school with so-and-so uniform? Yeah, there is always, like, oh, that is... There's always, like, occurrences or events where they go, like, oh, that's from that school because that's their uniform. Or even oh, some... they have, like, a yellow tie with a blue collar? Oh, it's definitely that school. Oh, they wear full black with long black uh, dresses or long black uh, slacks? It's definitely that school. Oh, and here's the best part. I don't know if this is real because I don't think it's real. At least I hope it's not. Okay. But there are several – I remember there are several instances in Japanese high school anime where the sole reason why a certain character goes to a certain high school is because they like the uniform. Yeah. I think it's definitely extreme, but I wouldn't doubt that someone made their school choice based on that assessment. I wouldn't doubt that there was one or two. But but you've definitely heard that. It's at least absurd. In, it's you, absurd. No, yeah. but you've heard that in like – Japanese anime or manga, right? Yes. Like, oh, I like the uniform so because I wear it every day. So, of course, I would like to come to this high school. It's like, oh, dude, you, like, ranked in the top three of, uh, of of national exam like results. Like, why did you end up coming to our school? Because it's got a sailor uniform. And the other school, their uniform sucks. Have you seen it? What are you talking about? Wait, who the hell wears blue on, on green? That's just disgusting. It's like, oh, okay. All right, well, welcome to our school. So... Other than that, there is the regular, like, summer vacation that spans several months that is prevalent in all high schools all around the world, usually. Most of the time, it ties in with that specific coming-of-age arc in, like, a high school anime. Um, so yeah, these... Or getting a part-time job yeah. during summer vacation. You know, very typical stuff that is not necessarily specific to Japan. Loads of tropes. And like, you know, the shows that we're going to be talking about it, that highlight those things, Like I think some of them, like, bring them up to the next level and since like they have some of the craziest high school like festivals they have some of the craziest student councils they have some of the the most striking most like gorgeous school uniforms that are like immediately recognizable so will how do you want to go about doing this because i think now we're done talking about the tropes the history the the structure of the japanese high school system and we are now going straight into the shows themselves right exactly so do you want to go down by, by genre? Do you want to list like some of the recommendations that we had and then sort of explain why they fall into the high school, like specific genre or what, what, what do you think would be the best approach for this one? For me, I would say that I will start with the stuff that we won't go too in depth about, which is even though I said that we won't talk about it too much, I think there are several shows that I would wholeheartedly recommend except – I have said it, or Will has said it, or we have said it numerous times to the point where it, it it's not – we should not talk about it anymore. Right. Like Horimiya. Yes. <laughs> like Jujutsu Kaisen. Like Hyoka. Like Hyoka, yeah. So – But again, those are fucking good shows. Those are fucking good shows. But like each one of them, it's like – it represents like a very specific thing, like – 
a, a specific trope that's tied to high school. Like, for example, Horimiya, first love, right? Hyoka, it's just that sort of like little, like, little eccentric, weird sort of culture club. And they have a culture festival yeah. uh, arc. So, right. Jujutsu Kaisen is just basically like ridiculously amazing shonen action. Shonen and they have a sports day, technically. They, oh, dude, that was a fucking good sports it's, day. It's a tournament, but it's it's technically a sports day. Dude, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, if you, if you talk about the tournament arc in My Hero Academia, it's a sports day. Right, just because they're punching each other and using superpowers to try and defeat each other, it's still sports. And My Hero Academia also has a fair too. So, and they live in dorms and stuff. Like that. Actually, dorms doesn't happen that often, if not at all, when it comes to public high schools. But hey, yeah, I I would say like one thing we should maybe like start off with. And I understand there's some shows we might want to save for later, but I think what would be good is talking about specific genres within like a high school. Say for example, like the one reason. One of the major reasons why people watch anime and then, like why it's also set in high school is because people try and remember a better time, a more relaxing time. And what better way than to have a few laps and watch a high school comedy? Yeah. Yeah. I've got one in mind, and I'm sure you've got one in mind, too. Ooh, who do you want to go well, first? I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Right? So my recommendation, which is actually like, specifically for high school comedy, is The Disastrous Life of Psyche K. So the show revolves around a psychic uh, named uh, Kusuo Psyche, or just Psyche, just for short. Uh, so he is a pink-haired high school kid who is just very like not assuming. Outside of his pink hair and he has little antennas on his head, he just does not want to bring any attention to himself whatsoever, despite having pink hair. And also antennas out of his head. Yes. I have to reiterate that that is hella weird. But at the same time, it's because of the fact that he's he's such a he was born as such a super strong psychic that he has ways of melding reality so that people look at him and say, actually, you know what? Pink hair is very normal. Oh, he's got antennas coming out of his head. Who doesn't have antenna coming out of their head? That's super normal. But then, like, you know, because he wants to try to be as like as normal. Not, assuming he wants to be like the most average person there is, the most average looking, the most average at sports, the most average at school in terms of grades. So he does whatever he can to be in the middle, right in the middle, never at the top because he doesn't want attention, but never at the bottom because he doesn't want to ruin his life, right? But every time he tries to stay within the middle, he's always attracting different types of people to come alongside him. So, like, he might come across, like, the the, the high school, like, um, delinquent, or he might come across the, like, one of those little weird sort of believes in supernatural shit kind of kids. He might come across, like, the most beautiful angel in school, and everybody wants her, and, you, and then all of a sudden she's like, Wait a minute. Why isn't this guy noticing me? Why why does this kid himself not show me any attention? I must figure out why. And he does whatever he can using his psychic powers to try and maintain equilibrium in school. So that he stays in the shadows, but not so far away that people forget about him. He's just there in the periphery. And just watching like every single it, it's it's like very episodic in each episode in that there's like one funny case and then another funny story and then another funny story. And like within one episode there might be like four or five. It's it's really highly recommended, um, and the good thing as well is the comedy itself is not based too much on Japanese culture. There's a lot of things that actually sort of span like global understanding, so it's not too hard for you to understand. Very easy watch. It's on like I think I, I watched it on Netflix. So I think there's Netflix. two seasons, two seasons, and then like they made an extra six episodes uh, as like a third quote unquote season. Uh, but you could just watch one season and you'll be fine. Yeah, it's really, I, really good. Uh, it's very gag-focused, very slapstick, but it's. Uh, I watched it, at least the first season, and I think it's a good show. Now, my recommendation for when it comes to high school comedy is 
asobasi asobase. Asobi asobase. Asobi asobase. God damn it! It's it's a tongue twister. Say it three times fast. No way. Asobi asobase. Asobi asobase. Yeah. But no. Asobi asobase. I've only watched one episode just today. Fucking good show. It's a really good show. It's. A summer 2018 anime. It's based on the manga of the same name, and it is by Studio Lurch, which is uh, not necessarily the most outstanding studio, but it's no slouch either. I would consider it like mid tier. It's a good studio. It's a good studio for sure. A lot of shows that you have seen that are pretty good would probably have been made by Lurch at some point. And this this particular one, Asobi Asabase, very well done. Very, very well done. It's about three girls who start a club called the Pastimers Club, and that's it. But I cannot stress how absurd, exaggerated, and crazy the show gets. I think when it comes to being deceptive, this show is pretty deceptive, especially when you listen to the opening. It has death parade level of deception, which is you you watch the opening, you listen to the song, and you think it was gonna go one way. Oh yeah, dude, totally. It's super chilling and and smooth, smooth. And, and, and like, cute and moe. Okay, I I think not not chilling. It's gonna be very chill. So it's totally going in that direction. And then within one minute, you're like, oh no, it's not. This is actually way better than that. This is actually crazy, but it's awesome. So uh, again, I, I I I need to stress this a lot because Jason made me do it, and I'm very thankful he told me to watch everything from beginning to end. Do not skip the opening. Do not skip the ending. Yeah, the ending's really good it's too. It's fantastic. I love the ending so goddamn much. It's it's a, it, it, but the way that the episode rolls, it's kind of similar to Psyche, right? There's like you know four or five different sort of situations or that like happen. chapters, yeah. yeah. And then like they play them out, and then it's like you know you have like a you have a plot, then you have progression, and then you have a conclusion. But the steps that get from the plot to the conclusion is just so wacky. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, I know. Like like you said, it's very absurdist. It's extremely exaggerated, but it's it, it makes sense in the sense that nothing really makes sense in the show. I know I think Will and I have said this usually, uh, you know, it's not an uncommon thing to say, but... If you were to watch, let's say, the first five minutes or the first skit, so to speak, you will know exactly what I mean by absurdist, crazy humor. And uh, Asobi Asobase is definitely worth checking out. All right. Well, now that we are done with comedy, yeah, we talked about comedy. What 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 chapter? I mean, what kind of genre do you think we might want to to focus on next? There's just quite a few. Actually. Okay. Actually, I will. Say a genre and then immediately end it, which is high school and sports. As Will and I have already mentioned, even within this episode, there is so much sports anime out there that revolves around high school, revolves around qualifiers, national teams, and sports of all different kinds. And most of them are are good, if not great. I mean, Haikyuu. We, I mean, I mean, actually, yeah, we I, should just stop talking about yeah. it. Haikyuu, Yomushi Pedal, Kurt Nichols Basket, um, Prince of Tennis. Is Prince of Tennis high school or is it? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Baby Steps, I think. Baby Steps as well. Uh, if you like uh, Ace of Diamond, like baseball. 
uh, honey bottle for badminton. You, I mean, just yeah. wa- just listen to our bat, uh, listen to our sports. Yeah, what are you doing? Go back to this episode. Yeah. So if we, if you, if you uh, listen to our sports episode, I would say almost all of them, not all, but almost all of them are high school level. Yeah. The only ones that aren't like would be like ones that use cars and automobiles because high school kids can't drive. Yet. Yeah. Um, I think maybe in, another genre I want to go into would be the the soul. S O L, the slice of the, life, the slice two of life. Well, you see, the thing about high school is that sometimes it's escapism for a lot of people. It is their most chilled out time. No stress from uh, trying to support your family. No stress from your superiors at work. No, no stress of when you're going to have to pay your taxes and when your next hot meal is going to come and all that, or your next paycheck. So, slice of life is extremely fitting for a high school setting i will mention two real quick the first one being silver spoon which is based on the manga of the same name there are two seasons uh one in summer 2013 and winter 2014 and it's made by a1 pictures i've 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 been hearing a lot about this show and i feel like i've been sleeping on it because i feel like it's something i should be watching right silver spoon is about a guy who spends his high school days in an agricultural high school. So comparatively speaking to all the other shows that we're talking about, this takes place in a special kind of high school that is also based in reality and that is also real because agricultural high school is a thing when you are living in the boondocks and your main source of income for your town is agriculture. And talks about this guy who's from the city who then lives in this agricultural high school and the years that he has spent there, the things that he learns are very done very well. It's very chilled, but also very uh, impactful as well. And I highly, highly recommend it. The next one is called Relife. Relife is based on a webtoon of the same name. Haven't mentioned webtoon as a source in a while. Yeah. It's a summer 2016 anime. And there's also a spring 2018 four-episode finale, which is extremely important because they actually wrap up the whole series. Both are produced by TMS Entertainment. Speaking about regret, nostalgia, this talks about uh, a guy who is kind of down on his luck, working a dead-end job, and kind of has like no future in the grand scheme of things. One day... This person comes up to him that is represented by this company called Relife. And he was selected as a subject for this program, which is called Relife, where he would take a pill that would make him look like a high schooler and live out one year as a high schooler in a high school. Afterwards, he turns back into his adult form and then he would be promised uh, a full-time, high-paying job. And it's about this guy who tries to relive his high school days again, kind of like a high school isekai, although it's not an isekai. It's really well done, very heartwarming, and uh, it's really good. Yeah, one I would like to throw in, and it's a bit loose because you know it does have slice of life elements but there's also like some some drama some comedy a little bit of you know well actually quite a lot of supernatural in there uh the melancholy of Tyler Hughes' Zumiya so I 
when we were putting in the stock, when we were writing this doc hit, we do different genres. It's hard. I put the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya in high school and question mark, question mark, question mark, because there's so much. We, I, I don't know how to explain it, but Will, can you try? So can you attempt? It focuses on the titular character, Haruhi Suzumiya, uh, who goes to this fictional high school and, you know, whatever, right? She's just, oh, she doesn't like things because, you know, people are weird and sports clubs are lame because she's better than most people at sports, but the other people aren't good enough to play with her and all that. So what does she do? Well, I guess she just does her own thing, right? She doesn't give a shit about anyone else. So why should she have anyone else give a shit about her? Let's just do her own thing. But there is one person within the show. His name is, well, he has a full name, but everyone just calls him Kion. Really? I, I don't think he has a full name. I think he's only known as Kion. Yeah. I think that's it. He, he will have a phone name, but nobody knows, right? So Kion is like, hmm, this, this just girl is just sitting behind me, very, very weird, but like, hey, why not? Maybe I'll try and engage with her. And then his, his other friends are like, oh, no, I want you junior high with her. She's very, very weird. Don't get too close to her because she's like, she's going to weird you out. And like, she's like, yeah, no, this girl is really, really weird. I want to know more about her. And as he starts to spend more time with her, he starts unraveling the mystery behind her. Who is Haruhi Suzumiya? What the hell is she doing? And then as you start seeing more and more interaction between Kion and Haruhi, more characters start coming in, right? And they start building up this club called the SOS Brigade of Haruhi Suzumiya. And just basically what her ultimate aim is to discover and interact with life forms such as time travelers, aliens, and espers. Yes, and this is the part where we stop talking about the plot synopsis of Haruhi Suzumiya. You just need to go and sign up to the SOS Brigade of Haruhi Suzumiya and just join the club. It's a great club. It's a very good show. Uh, I I cried a little bit, but it was really, really good. It's a Kyoto animation joint. Oh, yeah, about that. It's fucking gorgeous for a show that came out in 2006. So it's 2006 for the first season. A rebroadcast plus season two in 2009, and then a movie in 2010. in 2010. And that movie is almost three hours long, but I heard Will has watched it. I cried a bit. And it's it was, it's highly rated on Mal or anywhere, really. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. There you go. It's so good. I watched the first season and the first episode of the second season, and then not because it's bad, I went on to other things, but you can't really talk about the anime because there's so much I want to say, but the more you say it, the more, the less it becomes like, oh wow, what the fuck is happening? I I, wa- I walked into the show not knowing a single thing, and I was telling you, like, this is what the show's about, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, just keep watching, just keep watching. I was it's like, weird. I was like, this is wild. I know this, and then you're like, I was like, I was just waiting for Will to be like, what the fuck is this, Jason? But the what the fuck is like, what the fuck is this? I want to know more. So check it out. It's really easy to get a hold of. It's definitely one of the classics, especially because the ED is the girls and the, the, the guys doing a dance. and Very, very recognizable dance. In terms of memes and just recognizable anime dances, this is up there, if not number one in terms of just anime dances that people know about. Now, there is another one I want to talk about, but I'll maybe talk about it a little bit later on. Because, again, it, it falls under that question mark, question mark, question mark genre. So I think we'll move on to the next one, which is, I think, one that you might want to flesh out quite a lot. Because you've watched some really, really good shows with this genre. And it's music in high school. Yeah, so 
when we talk about music in high school, I don't mean high school musical. Please no. do not. No. Do not misunderstand. This is way better than this that. This is way better. Uh, this is culture right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and it just so happens that both these shows kind of have the same first name. Well, first word yeah. of the name, yeah. right? So it's easy to mistake, but they're both very distinct shows. So the first show that I will talk about is Sound Euphonium. Sound Euphonium, speaking of Kyoto Animation with Haruhi, it is Sound Euphonium is also made by Kyoto Animation. The I, first, think, I think every every two days when you were watching the show, you were like, wow, this is a really good show. Oh, wow, this is a really, really, really good show. Holy fuck, this is a fucking great show. It's also <laughs> extremely gorgeous. Like... Drop dead! I can't believe an anime can look this good. It's like Viol- it, It's made by the same people who did Violet Evergarden. Of course, it's gonna look great. Kyoto Animations is just—I mean, top tier, S S tier. So, Sound Euphonium is based on a novel of the same name. There is multiple seasons, which is to say, there are two seasons, a bunch of specials, movies, spin-off movies, the work, the whole shebang, and it is about band. As in an ensemble, as in an orchestral band, but in high school. Now, when I talk about band and I talk about high school, if you are a Westerner. Guitar, drums, bass, singer. No. Not that kind of band. Oh, you're talking about like marching band. Yes. I'm talking about trumpets. I'm talking about clarinets. I'm talking about people throw them sticks in the air and all that. Batons. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, people who are in the band. I I didn't mean to insult you. I don't mean to insult you either, but popular culture has given band in the Western world has a certain image, let's just say. But in Sound Euphonium, it is taken very seriously, and it is about an ensemble orchestral band that goes to nationals, and it talks about a bunch of... Even though it's co-ed, Mainly, they focus on all the girls. And it comes to no surprise that there is Yuri Undertones. And it comes to no surprise that one of the spinoff movies called Liz and the Bluebird is actually a Yuri movie. So wait, this is a show about really good music done by QR Animation with Yuri Undertones. I, I think you might like this show, Jason. I, I, I really <laughs> like this show, Will. And also, the the... The band practice and everything, like, it's treated extremely seriously, and it shows, for example, cram school and how someone has to choose between band and and cram school. Or, oh, I'm just not that dedicated to band to go to, like, competitions and nationals. I just want to play the instrument. Or hard work versus talent. Or, you know, the fact that seniority matters or does it matter? Or does talent matter more than seniority? So therefore, Sound Euphonium is like harsh truths that are done in a way that is very real. And uh, it is really gorgeous, and it's really good. Uh, I highly recommend the show. Another show that I will recommend is called Sounds of Life. Kono Oto Tamare. Yep. And... Sounds of Life is also about music, but not the orchestral kind, but the classical Asian music, which it is a koto. Koto is 
how do I explain this? It's it's a stringed instrument that rather than played with a quiver like a bow, it's played it's plucked. Exactly. So think of it like a harp, but it is flat. Yeah, it's 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 uh, horizontal as opposed to vertical. And then you kind of you can do things like pluck the strings, or you can sort of press on the strings to make certain sounds. And this is a uh, uh, Sounds of Life is two seasons in spring 2019 for season one and fall 2019 for season two. It's based on the manga of the same name and by Platinum Vision, which they're okay. The show is good, though. The show is fantastic. So if you were to look at the my anime list rating for season one and season two, season one, I think, is like a 7.5. Four, actually, it might be higher. You, you keep reading. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. Talk. So yeah. it's like a seven point something, but then the second season is an eight point something. To see that huge shift, that point increase is absolutely insane. So first season was a seven point eight eight, okay, very respectable. Mm-hmm. But then second season is eight point four one. Yes, that's like on anybody's list to be like a top fifty. And uh, the second season of Sounds of Life is, I gave it a 10 out of 10. I cried like three times. Two times. Uh, back to back? Almost just, back to just, back. Just one time wasn't enough. You just like, it, it brought back the emotions, the feels. You're just like, I, I got to give you another crying ovation one more time. And one thing that I think uh, Sounds of Life does extremely well is that the performances, because... The, when they play the koto, they do it as like a group and they each have their own koto and then they play compositions or classical pieces. But the thing that is interesting here is that when it comes to their performances, it is played all the way through. Okay, they might like drown out the sound a little bit so then you can hear voiceovers or you can hear people commenting on it or flashbacks. But technically the musical piece plays from beginning to end nonstop. And then the end of the second season, that happens multiple times. And it is so moving. It is so impactful and talks about three main characters among a supporting cast as well. And their different struggles with who they are, the regrets that they have, and their life journey in high school. And it is extremely well done. So Sounds of Life and Sound Euphonium, despite the fact that they're both related to music and related to high school, are quite different. Yep. So fuck High School Musical and check out these high school music shows. That's correct. Right? Sound Euphonium and Sounds of Life. Absolutely check them out. I've, I've watched only a little bit of Sounds of Life, but I already liked what I was seeing. So... No doubt that I'll finish at some point. And Sound Euphonium, like that one's a definite must-watch. I said that, yeah, Sound Euphonium is a must-watch. It's not necessarily a must-watch. It's a must-watch for me, and I would definitely recommend any— You get get enjoyment out of it for sure. I think anybody would get enjoyment out of it, some more than others, but I think it's undeniable that they're both good shows. And especially with Sounds of Life, I couldn't believe that I am agreeing with everyone that Season 2 is miles— It's like— the fruits of your labor after you watch a season and a half, and then your reward is the last second half of the second season. 
and it is fantastic. Like the point differential for the rating, it, it makes complete sense. It makes complete sense. Right. Well, there you go. Music in high school. Two really, really good shows. Now, we're going to move on to probably one of the more major topics. I mean, we, we can talk about like drama in high school, but that lends itself into like as like a, a more like sub genre. Of- I mean, there's drama elements, dramatic elements in all these genres. Yep. But the most dramatic one of them all is romance and heartbreak and shoujo. Yeah. And relationships. Yeah. And Basically. scum's witches. Scum wishes. Scum witches. Scum scum's wishes. So it's like little witch academia, but they're all doing like the whole premise of scum's wish. Yeah. That would be a terrible fucking show and I will absolutely love it. Um, but yes, high school romance. That is a really, really big genre. And there are some fantastic shows that fall under it. One of which we've talked about many, many times. Hormia is one of the greatest ones. And especially only came out in the past year. So if you haven't checked it out yet, go check it out now. There, there are some that you would recommend. There's some that I would recommend. How about I recommend mine because I think yours is mine. Mine's are like kind of like I'll go over a little bit of depth. So that's I, I think. Those. I think yeah. You, I, I think it deserves to go over uh quite in depth. So first of all, Will actually watched this show sporadically, but I finished it a long, long time ago, and that's Toradora. Toradora is, I guess you would say, a modern classic when it comes to. High school romance. And also rom com. And also what a sundere is like. The most sundere sundere I have. Okay, other than Rin from Fate Stay Night, I would say this is the Taiga one, yeah. from Toradora is the most sundere person ever. She's short, she's angry and feisty. You get in her way, she'll punch you, but boy, can she absolutely love you and adore you as well. Exactly. And it's about an interaction between four five friends which they kind of each like the other person it, it's it's complicated but actually it's not that high school romance is always it's it's, it's messy it, it should be very straightforward but because sometimes characters are shy or dense or overbearing and all that it becomes messy and complicated that's just how that that's the that's the recipe for a high school romance and uh this show has been in existence for a long long time i don't remember which year but it, 2005, 2006. It came out before Anahana. It's from the same people that made Anahana. Uh, yeah. So it's really good. Uh, and if you if you need to have like a history lesson on the early 2000s, Toradora has to be on that list. Classic. I think another anime that I will recommend, which I actually tried to get Will to read the manga for. It's been a while. I'm sorry. It's based on a. I haven't I haven't read Fire Punch yet, so I. It's more likely that I'll read Tsuridure as opposed to Fire Punch. Or Fire Punch is just a hard read, man. So Tsuridure Children is the anime in question. It's based on a four-coma manga of the same name, which has ended already. I think there's 12 volumes. Yeah, just as a refresher, coma meaning panel in this instance, so four panel. Yeah, so they're like from top to bottom, and they're usually like gag-focused, but not really always. But they, specific, they can they can have like overarching stories between the different panels, which well. they do. Yeah. Uh, but this is just a specific a specific format for coma manga. It's a summer 2017 anime by Studio Gokumi. There's 12 episodes, but it's a short anime short, which means that each episode is actually like eight to 12 minutes long. So half an episode's a typical half episode length, and there's 12 of them. So if you want to equate it to full episode length, there's only six full episodes. 
It's about romances of all sorts, relationship of all sorts in high school. And it's both extremely funny, extremely adorable, extremely wholesome, and sometimes very heartbreaking as well. Uh, after watching it, I read the manga, and the manga is a 10 out of 10 for me. If you really like the anime, I highly, highly recommend you read the manga because they actually develop everything to its conclusion, and it's uh, extremely well done. Right. Before I go into the one I wanted to discuss, uh, just a quick shout-out to My Little Monster. Really, really good anime. Really, really cute. Instead of you know the classical archetype of a Zundere, you have a Kudere. And look, I wasn't so hot on Kudere's until recently. Um, hey, Kudere's are pretty good, Well, They're very good now. I really like Kudere's. I like Dondere's, too. Zundere's are trash <laughs> who fucking cares what about, about yandere's that? though oh dude that's a that's a quiet that's a quiet culture taste that's a touchy subject right yeah it's like you know the other three are like different kinds of wines this is absinthe okay <laughs> yeah fucking oh yeah this absolutely is absinthe yeah. yeah it's 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 fireball is what it is like you you don't fuck around it's with ring shit. uh it's uh what was it woodworm yeah yeah it's, yeah, yeah. that's shit yeah it's woodworm absinthe it is not it is not that like it it can kill you. Yeah, it, it can, can really fuck you up. But hey, if you survive, it's a fun time. I guess <laughs> it's a fun time. On to the main topic, though. On to the main high school romance I wanted to talk about. Now, it, it, in a way, it's kind of similar to the Haruhi Suzumiya genre definition in that it contains several genres. Um, so there's a little bit of drama, a little bit of suspense, a little bit of supernatural, a little bit of comedy. But the Wait, supernatural? Thing, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. There's supernatural, but it's like very, very light supernatural in the sense it's like people talk about like ghost stories and all that. Okay, okay. okay. Like, like high school kids talk about that shit. That's why it, that's why the tag fits under there. But the main the main plot of it it's still very much romance, feelings, emotions, and all that. And I'm talking about Clanad, which is also done by Cure Animation, 2008, I believe. Really, really gorgeous show. But it's also a very emotional show. Um, now, there's a, there's there's a stark contrast between season one, Clanad, and also season two, which is called After Story, Clanad After Story. So Clanad is essentially based off of a visual novel. And some of the issues that people have when it comes to visual novel adaptations is that because there's so many choices you can make in the visual novel, depending on the decisions you make, which routes you take, and which characters you want to be more involved with, it opens up the story based on your selection, based on your decision and your actions within the game. However, when it comes to the anime adaptation, because of the limitations of how many episodes they can make and broadcast, they have to make executive decisions themselves. So you're not going to appease all the fans, right? But the good thing about this show, Clanet, is that despite having a linear plotline, it's really, really good. It's emotional. It follows a main character where he essentially has like a soft harem where it's like you he, you you know these characters like are interested in them, but they're not like fully devoted into like gushing their feelings onto the onto the main character. Um, and basically, you, fo you focus on the relationships this main character has with all the the girls that's within this small little harem. So the the main character, his name is Okazaki or Tomoya. If you want to go by his first name basis. And it follows his escapades and his interactions with, I think, four, four or five high school girls. Five is on the cover of Clan yeah, Ad. Yeah. Uh, so five of them, right? 
And basically, it starts delving deeper and deeper into the relationship he has with each one, talking about their pasts, their upbringings, why they are a certain way. Uh, The more I talk about it, the less I'm able to share because it does spoil a couple things. But the main thing that is like the, the center of focus here is romance because these kids need to be loved. They want to love each other. They want to love themselves. And sometimes it leaves them broken. Sometimes, like you know, with love, this doesn't necessarily mean a happy ending or the beginning of a beautiful story. It could just straight away lead to heartbreak or um, disappointment, right? Or false hopes. This the, the the main thing about the show is that it it shows you like the 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 darker pitfalls of what it means to be in love and what it means to give yourself up for someone. Only to realize that at the end of the day, like the only person that can really, really love you is you yourself. And if you don't have that self-love, then it makes the world a darker place. It makes it harder for you to get back to where you want to be. Now, luckily, the, the characters in the show are all extremely supportive. Yes, they have their own demons. They have their own little pitfalls. They only have themselves to try and fix things. But they will always have a supporting cast around them to pick them up and get them back on their feet and continue on with life knowing that at the end of the day, no matter how dark the day is, there's always going to be a sun the next day. So, a few things I would like to add about Clan Ad. First thing is that uh, when it comes to anime in general as a medium, I think one of the things that I have heard time and time again is Clan Ad is one of the best shows in in anime history. But... There is a caveat, which is, even though Clanad is highly ranked, it's an 8.03, so it's ranked 513th on my anime list, but the popularity is 71, which is insane. Clanad After Story, which is kind of like the sequel, would you say, Will? Yeah. That is a whopping 895 ranked number 13th of all time and ranked 96 in popularity on my anime list. If we just talk about rating itself, it's 500 places above the first season. Not only that, but one thing that I have heard constantly about Clan Ad, even before Anohana, but now I would say that they're both in that same category, is that you will cry. You will ugly cry, and I'm deathly afraid of that. I cried a bit. I cried a bit, but that's because I've been I've I, I've been hardened by Anahana and Violet Evergarden. Those shows have made me the man that I am now, and so this time it's like it's not so much like I'm gonna man up and not cry. It's more just like, goddamn, even this man has feelings, man. <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's a hard watch sometimes, but God, it's so good. So even though Clan Ad After Story is highly acclaimed, and even though Clan Ad the first season is ratings are still extremely respectable. There has seems to be a consensus with the general anime uh, viewer, the average anime anime viewer that after story is really the, the meat of uh, what makes clan ad great, even though clan ad itself is good. And that some people would even go as far to say that clan ad is pretty shit comparatively 
to clan it after story, even though of course the numbers don't lie, but it's just it's just the 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 scale of it, right? Like right. If, if you're talking about clan after story, it is in the conversation of greatest of of all time. Right? Yes. To be like top thirteen, like you can't bat an eye at that. Another thing that I would like to add about Clanet and Clanet After Story is that they're both from a time period where a more than one curse show per season was relatively common. Clan Ad and Clan Ad After Story are two curse each. I think Clan Ad is twenty three episodes and Clan Ad After Story is twenty four episodes. And that's not including the the specials or OVAs. And we will not mention what those specials and OVAs are because they're actually spoilers. They're, I yeah. I know that for a fact. Uh, what's not spoilers? Don't watch the movie. The movie is essentially a very condensed version because the movie actually came out before the TV series. So don't watch the movie. If you really want to enjoy Clannad, just start from season one and end with season two after story. I think Clannad for me is one of those shows that there's no doubt that I would you enjoy You know it's it, going to be good. And I know it's going to be good, but I'm so scared of just like – just like Anohan, I'm so scared of – being like emotionally drained and empty inside. I think I've told you how many times I cried watching Anohana, which yes. is every episode. <laughs> I th- There's 11 episodes. I still think that that's crazy, but I also don't think that's crazy at the same time. So, Will, your final thoughts on Clan Ad and Clan Ad After Story. So, I'm halfway through After Story. I'll be able to, you know, tune everyone in a bit more uh, as we have another episode later on that will be able to give me the platform to talk more about After Story. But as of now, Clanad and Clanad After Story, fantastic. Really, really good watch. Not to mention, I mean, I've already said many a time, it's Kyoto Animation. Would you say that After Story is better than Clanad OG, just like how a lot of people said it is? At the moment, it's not that much better. It's, it's, it's still good. It's still a strong... Oh, no. hey, uh, but... My, my tune might change when I finish watching it. I want to reiterate, again, both Clan Ad and Clan After Story, their scores and the things that people have said are extremely positive. Yes, very good. It's just that After Story holds a special place because it is really one of the greatest of all times. Like It's it's like when you compare something that's like a B grade to an A grade, it's like, okay, I can see why. But like the difference between making something an A, an a grade to like an A plus or like an S tier, that's when it's like, the contrast is stark, and that you really, really, really have to like, be careful about how you rank it because you can't throw around an S ranking like that easy. I also don't know anybody who shits on Clanad After Story genuinely. They might shit on it like to troll people or to, to. Oh, you have to watch like two two curves of like mediocrity before you get to After Story. Or I watched Clanad, I didn't even cry. I okay, look, I don't know, but because I haven't watched it. But uh, generally speaking, it is universally loved, Clan Ad After Story, and also, to a lesser extent, but still, Clan Ad itself. I mean, both Clan Ad and Clan After Story, each entry on my enemy list, has a, has a million members, minimum. That's a lot of fucking people, man. Yeah, that's a lot of people. So, there, hey, there you go. Some really, really good shows for you to check out. Like, on my end, Clan Ad and Clan Ad After Story, the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, and the... Disastrous life of Psyche K. For me, it's Asobi Asobase, uh, Re Life, Silver Spoon, Sounds of Life, Sound Euphonium, and uh, Tsure Dure Children. I guess Toradora and My Little Monster as well. Yeah, those are those two, are absolutely fantastic. I think, and, all- then, and then any like really like big like sports anime, right? Those any high school sports, watch those. Not remain though, right? 
Oh, dude. Okay. Let me get back to the next. Uh, I might try and watch a bit more of it before we get into the next episode recording. Uh, hopefully, it changed my opinion, but the rating for it right now is slipping, so it's hard for me to get back into it. All right. Well, is that it? is that it? Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, let's let's go through some some cleanup. Let's do uh, let's wrap this up. All right. So you can all. That's the end of our episode. You can always reach us through our email, gapallet at gmail.com. That's g a p a l e t t e at gmail.com. All lowercase, all one word. You can also contact us on Twitter using the handle at palletgood. That's capital P and capital G, all one word. We have a Facebook page at www facebook.com slash palette good that's capital p capital g all one word we have a website and we encourage you to check it out you can always visit our website at www.goodanimepalette.com all lowercase all one word you can also join us on discord the invite link is in our show description and we also have a my anime list club we keep mentioning my anime list all the time we use it all the time and to be honest you should use it as well and we have a my anime list club dedicated to the podcast the invite link is also in the show description, or you can just email us and we'll give you invites to either or both. Our music credits for this episode. Our intro music is Glitterati by Fox Morrow. Our break music is Up and Down by Toby Tranter. And our outro music is Sunset Dew by Lupus Nocte. Our music was provided courtesy of EpidemicSound.com. If you're interested in using Epidemic Sound as a service, we have a referral link for you that's provided in the show description. Will, how's it going? High school anime is fucking good. I'm. It, it, it's a given that a lot of these shows are going to be based in high school since a lot of people who watch anime nowadays are still like in high school, college, not that far off from that kind of. Or you definitely remember high school. Exactly. Right? For a lot of people in Japan, like high school is like a fond memory. So there are. There are, I would say two things before we end this episode, at least from my end. Will, you can obviously chime in at any point. The first thing is, even though we always talk about the idealistic, the positive, the optimistic views of high school, there is, of course, always going to be animes and mangas that talk about the darker side of high school. And by darker, I mean things like hazing and bullying. The, there is a Or bun- even like you know, the, the, the darker sides of cram schools and trying to overexert in school and then that ends up, you know, really breaking your, your mental psyche and everything. Or certain, let's say, relationships that are very oh, questionable. Yes, 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 yes. Uh and Koi Kimo will have to talk to you about that. <laughs> yes, exactly. That one's a terrible one. That do not watch that. Do not watch that. I watched it and waste of my time. If you want to watch those shows, and there's definitely good shows that tackle these issues, we haven't mentioned a lot of them today, mainly because how can we talk about all these shows? There's so many animes that takes place in high school. I mean, we just had like 10 to recommend, right? And that was just like from like today's discussion. If we were to tackle more, we would need to like an extra hour. I mean, within our recommend a short our short list, not the ones that we end up talking about, there was at least 5, 6, 7 more that we were thinking about talking but we never ended up including them despite we might have watched some of it as well. But the ones we talk about today, definitely check them out. Wholehearted recommendation from both of us or either of us. The other thing that I will say is manga has way, way more high school settings 
so much more high school settings than you can even possibly imagine just because manga has ex- is just more accessible in a certain way and cheaper to make in a way than anime because anime is a huge ordeal. So, I mean, for example, one of them, which is like an anime, which is a manga, which you really, really like, that's get, that's coming out soon, right? Komi? Yeah, Komi Can't Communicate is really good. But that um, one's not as an anime yet, so maybe we'll come back and talk to you about that when it finally releases. I mean, I like High School. I like Yuri. Bloom Into You is one of the top 10 mangas I've read in my entire life. It's really good. It has an anime, but I didn't mention it because well, there's just, just too much to just talk too about. Much right? to talk about. And I already did technically mention it in our top 10 animes to recommend. Yeah. So all the stuff we talked about today, go check them out and on whatever are, platform you have. And there are plenty of mangas that have not received anime adaptations that, to be honest, you should check out as well, but we don't have the time. Maybe one day, Will. One day, one day. But uh, I guess, you know, it'll be another day before we start talking about the next episode. So we'll leave it to, to this. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. We'll catch you all very, very soon. We hope to we'll have a little bit of a surprise in the next episode. So stay tuned and hopefully we'll be able to, you know, change a few things, throw some Sorry, sorry. It's it's cool. No, no, no. <laughs> to be honest, like I it was a lapse in judgment. I, I shouldn't have made that mistake. Yeah. Whatever the mistake that Jason's talking about, you'll find out in the next episode. So stay tuned. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch you all very, very soon. Bye. Thank you.